Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Give somebody a hug on the way down to your seat. Let's have some fun this morning. Team, thank you. We love you. Brilliant job. Absolutely brilliant. You can grab your seats. Fantastic. I know Melissa asked it before, but who had a good week? I had a great week. I had, actually, every week's a good week. Every, every day that I'm above ground is a good day. It's, it's, a, it's a, found, a fantastic day. But I did. We settled on our land this week, so now we can start building our house. Thank you, Jesus. That's been a process. I went to men's conference over the weekend, which was great. We talked all things secret men's business. I can't tell you a thing about it. If I told you ladies, I'd have to kill you, so we're not doing that. It was really good. It's, who knows it's good when men get together, worship with a bit of bass, love on Jesus, work out some issues. We've all got issues, so we work through some of those. And uh, just learn how to be better men, better husbands, better fathers. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was great. And uh, can, I, can I say this to you? I want to give you permission to enjoy your life. I want to, as the pastor of the house, I want to stand up here today and say, I give you permission to love life. Every single day that you have, just go and do it. Just enjoy it. Just because it's a gift given to you. Every single day that you have is a gift given to you. You most well enjoy it. When you're walking through rubbish, enjoy it because tomorrow's going to be a better day. When you're in the middle of triumph and mountaintop experience, enjoy it. Just have fun. Laugh. Smile. Be up by choice. Actually, one of the guys yesterday said, um, it, is, it is scientifically proven that the posture of your body will increase or decrease testosterone, level, energy levels in your body. So if you're slumped over and you're, you're and I'm not looking at anybody right now, Matt, Matt just sat up really straight, that, that, if you, just, if you just sit up, if you get front-footed, if you lift your hands, your energy levels are going to rise by 25% just because of one physical action. I'm like, my God, I just got to sit up straight. I just got to put my chest and walk through life. Go, I love life. Life is fantastic. <laughs> Daryl, how are you? Life is just good. We live on the Sunshine Coast. We're, we're among the world's rich and elite. If you have any level of, if you have 50 bucks in the bank, a roof over your head, food in your belt, you are rich. You've got friends, around, life is just absolutely fantastic. So just chill out. Stop stressing. Relax. God's got this. If you're a child of the king, an heir to the throne, life's going to work out. God has got this. And I'm not minimizing or nullifying things we walk through but just to keep perspective of the fact that God says all things are working together for your good. It may not be good, but it's working together for your good. The outcome is going to be good. The end is going to be good. And the cool thing is that God looks from the end to the beginning. He's already out. He's saying it's good. So you're walking through what might not be good, but he's out here going, it's okay. Right here, come to me. Keep walking towards me. It's good. The outcome is victorious. It's good. And uh, do you know that as a Christian, I was thinking about this this week, it's natural to be happy in life. Weird concept, weird thought. Our natural position in life should be happy. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. If you've been filled with the Spirit of God, if you've got God living on the inside of you because you made a decision to walk as Christ, you've got joy bubbling away on the inside of you. So your default position in life should be happy. You know Pharrell Williams? Clap along if you feel like happiness. I should sing next week. First time Jordan's ever laughed. It's not funny, mate. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. We should be happy people. 
We should be up despite our circumstance. When our circumstance says we should be down, we should be up. We should be victorious going, is that all you've got? Is that seriously all? I know you're unleashing hell against me at the moment, but is that all you've got? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he fighting for me than he that comes against me. I can only live in victory. I can only overcome. I can only get through because my God is greater than the challenge that I currently face. You know, the Bible says you were put on the planet. Genesis 1.26, to live in dominion and to be filled with joy. To live in dominion. God said, let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he, he created them, male and female. And he said, now go and have dominion. Go and dominate all that I've created for you. Everything that's been put on the planet has been put on the planet for you to enjoy, for you to experience and enjoy. It says in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see, experience and look upon, perceive, get a vision of. I want you to experience my goodness. I want you to taste and see that I am good. God wants to show himself good in your world. God wants to show in, in your marriage, in your finances, in your profession, in, with your kids. God wants to, he wants you to see how good he is. He wants you to take your eyes off the storm, the raging storm that you're walking through. And he wants you to look at him so that he can show you his goodness and what he has for you. And that even though you walk through a challenge, it, you, it is leading you towards a bigger day, an enlarged day, a day of blessing and vision. Amen. It says, taste and see that the Lord is blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You want to live in prosperity. You want to live blessed. You want to live abundant and a big life. Seek the Lord and what he has for you to do in life. The journey and the path that he has for you. I love what the, the word says. It says that the word of God is like a, a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. You don't have to walk in darkness. You can walk, be, walk on a path that's sure and secure, that's lit by God. He can lead you towards the future that you desire. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. But when you don't know which way to get to the desires of your heart, follow Him and He will lead you there. Amen? So right now, forget the past. It's gone. Can't do anything about it. It's a place of reflection, not a place of residence. It's not a place that we live at. That's, that's, we can reflect on that. That's what happened. But right now I'm here. Dream for the future, but we've got to live right now in today. Live in today. Love today. Embrace today. Have fun with today. Because it's the only place that you can experience life. Do you know life is only lived today? There's no life in tomorrow. There's no life in yesterday. It's only life today. Because we can plan for 10 years ahead, but the Lord says, we don't even know if I've got tomorrow. We only have today. So let's be who God's called us to be today. Amen? I'm still feeling naughty, but anyway. So, Man in the Mirror, that's a title, but the subtitle is Growing in God. I want to encourage us in our walk with God. And some of us have been Christians for a long time. Some of us have only just made decisions to walk with Him where we're in varying stages and levels of Christianity and faith and understanding, but I want to encourage you that daily we're called to move forward in God, to progress in God and to, to learn, to mature, to grow. <clears throat> it says in James 1, starting verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. 
But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, that one will be blessed in what he does. Another scripture, Proverbs 11, 3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. The integrity of the upright will be guided will guide them, but the unjust the, will be destroyed by their duplicity, their, their double life. Uh, paraphrased, the unjust don't live like they look. See, because I project an image that you see, but is that the same image that I see when I look in the mirror? See, because I look at who I am, you look at who I project to be. And, and there needs to be congruency in our lives. See, integrity means, you know, it, the, the definition of integrity is who I am when no one's watching, what I do, how I live, how I act, how I speak, what I actually believe. See, because I can tell you what I believe, but my life is actually a reflection of what I believe. And, and oh, get rid of that. And so, you know, we can be guided in life by our faith in Christ. He can be that lamp. He can be that light. He can guide us towards our future. But when we live duplicit lives, where, you know, and the Bible talks about, you know, where we live one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. One foot in the world, one, then, you know, somebody once said that the only thing that happens there is you're sitting on a fence and you get splinters in your bum. That we, it's better to be in or it's better to be out. You know, God says, I'd rather be on fire, I'd rather be cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. That we need to make a decision. Who, I, who am I? And I believe that we're blessed in life when we realize who we are, whose we are, and what we're called to do. The mission, why have I been placed on this planet? God, you created me, the Bible says, because you wanted me. And you created me because you didn't have one of me. And you put me on the planet at, at such a time as this. In this time of history, why, why am I here? There has to be a plan. There has to be a purpose. And there is. And that's what Jeremiah says. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 1 says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, each and every one of you, I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. You carry the word of God in your mouth that is, can shift and change somebody else's future. That can bring life to another person. Be careful with the words that you speak. Make sure that they're life-giving, that they're uplifting, that they're encouraging, that they're edifying, and then they lift others up so that they can achieve and be all that God has called them to be. Amen? So here's the deal. Each week we bring the word of God to you whether it's me, Melissa, one of the team, whoever it is, a guest minister, we bring the word. But for the word to have effect in our life, we have to do something with it. It says, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. The word will bring direction in life. It will bring correction in life. It will, it will shape you up, strengthen you, make you all that you can. But you have to do something with the word that is brought. You have to, so if you catch one thing each week, I want to I encourage you to take hold of it and apply it to your world. Amen. There he goes. It's good, Ed. It's always good. The word is good. So here's the thing, and this is this is revolutionary. All of us are born little. No one was born an adult, right? Actually, can I have Clara for a sec? Is it all right? Oh, she loves me. Please don't throw up on me. Oh, my lord. And everybody loves babies. Hey, look at this gorgeous lady. She smells good. Oh, my Lord. She looks good. She's cute. Just, just unbelievable. Babies are awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Basically, this little angel, all she does is eat, sleeps, eat, sleep, eat, sleeps, poops, 
and, and gets fed. That's it. That's, that's all she does and grows and smiles. We feed them, we clean them, we hold them, everything. And if, if she wants anything, all she has to do is scream. If she screams, she's getting attention. Something's going to happen. Something's going to, somebody will run, somebody will, what's wrong with Clara? What does she need? Does she need to be fed? Does she need to be clean? That, that's just how it is, right? With, with a baby. Can I, can I give you Clara for one second? Clara? Let's give Clara a hand this morning. Come on. But I'm 39, so it would be a little weird if I wanted, Eddie, can you come up here for a second? <laughs> My legs are tired, carry me. No, no, I'm oh, not you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Eddie's going, I'm, t I'm, I'm, hu I'm hungry, feed me. I'm dirty, clean me. I'm, flip, mate, seriously, turn around. <laughs> My legs are tired, carry me, just carry me. I want to go over this way, go over this way. Now turn around, I want to go over this way. And if I just yelled and I just screamed and I just, oh, that's all, that's enough, that's enough. Oh, I told you, sorry, bud, you're right. I'll pay for the Cairo bill. It would be weird if I expected my mum or people to do for me now what they did for me when I was a newborn. I, I've made a mess, clean me. I'm tired, carry me. I'm hungry, feed me. But here's the thing, we all enter into church that's in the physical, but in the spiritual, we come into the house of God, we come into church, and we're born as infantile spiritual beings, and it's natural that we come into church, and that we're fed, and we're cleaned, and we're carried, and we're looked after, and that if we squawk a little bit, well, you get some, you get some action and reaction, and then something happens as a result. That's normal. But what is also is normal, that is that we progress in life, that we mature. You see, if I, if I act like a six-month-old, I can't enjoy the experience that I can have as a 39-year-old. See, we're, we're meant to progress, we're meant to mature, we're meant to develop in life, and just as we do in the physical, we are meant to in the spiritual. We're meant to grow and move on in God. And uh, it says here in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, I've got a sweat on now, Ed. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So it's natural to do what we should do as a child, but it's unnatural to do that as an adult. And it says here in Ephesians 4, it's quite a little bit of scripture, but it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful, uh, of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It's imperative as Christians, men and women who believe in God, that we grow, develop, and mature. So not only can we be all that God's called us to be, but we can enjoy all that God has created for us. 
I can't, as I said, enjoy as a, a six-month-old what I'm meant to enjoy as a 39-year-old man. But, but as I grow and develop, I, I get a comprehension and an understanding of my circumstance, of the situation I face and everything that I work through. I can make sense of it, and therefore then I can choose to enjoy every place that I find myself. So it's great to be born, but it's better to grow up. Amen? Is this helping anybody this morning? It's great to be born, it's better to grow up. Like I said, he, God made us in his image, but then he forms us in his likeness. And the forming process outworks itself and the maturing pro- as we develop and we grow and we journey in God. It says here in Hebrews 6, starting in verse 1, it says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. There comes a point in every Christian's life where we need to move forward from just having Jesus as Savior to making Him Lord in our life. So, Because I can squawk and I can scream and I can yell out and I can get God's attention, but God doesn't want to always have to save me from myself. He wants me to make decisions that lay the foundation for my life that I can grow from and move forward from. He doesn't want me to, to keep having to repent for my sin. He wants me to move on from a position where I am willfully sinning and I'm choosing to live a certain way. He says, because you know who I am, because you know what I can do in your life, what I want you to do now is, is stand strong, stand on that foundation and grow and develop so that you understand why you don't do those things any longer. Yes, my grace is abounding. Yes, it's sufficient for you. Yes, it will carry you through life. But if, if all we do as a is get to heaven, We've missed out a whole lot of what we could have experienced. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The only time we taste and see that He is good is when we grow up into all that He has for us, all that He calls us to, all that He directs us into in life. Amen? Fantastic. So all I want to do is look at three things, three stages of growth in God. Amen? First thing is decision. We make a decision, we come into church, we come into relationship with Christians, we, we're introduced to Christ and we make a decision. And in that place, the Bible says we're a new creation. Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled to himself, uh, us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, uh, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we as ambassadors for Christ, and, and though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he who made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we first have to make the decision to work with, walk with God, to accept Jesus into our life as our Lord and our Saviour. That, that we make a decision, you know what, I'm now not, not, no longer going to live a certain way, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to live with Jesus. I welcome him into my situation. But I was thinking through this. <clears throat> the first question we have to ask ourselves is, have I made that decision? Ha- have I made that decision to lay my life down, my will, my agenda, my desires, my future, and what I think I, I need and deserve? Have I made that decision? <clears throat> and the second question is, have I stayed in my decision? 
See, because for some of us, we've been a Christian a short time. For others, it's been 20 plus years, 30 years, 40 years. It's been our whole life. But, it's, but at any point within, within that journey, did it come, become just religious tradition? Did it become just something I do? Or is my life still laid down? Is my desire, my, have, have, I, have I taken my life back off the altar? Or did I leave it on that altar saying, Lord, you still, I know you saved me, but you are still my Lord. And, you know, it says in, in 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, like newborn babies crave, um, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. The reason we would put on an Alpha course with Daryl and Anne, the reason we put on Christian Essentials classes, DNA classes, you know, born identity courses and things like that, is that we could grow up in our spirituality. Do you know God actually requires of you that you grow up, that you mature? It, it's a requirement of the Christian believer that we will actually stretch ourselves that we will push ourselves, that we will extend our understanding of the things of God. Uh, and, and that's what he wants for us in life. He wants you to have an understanding and a comprehension of all that he has for you. There's over 7,000 promises in the word of God for your life. But if you don't know them, if you don't comprehend the meaning of them, if you can't understand them in the context that they were, you can't have them. They're yours. They're given to you. They're a gift. But if you can't exercise that gift, it's not worth having. If I bring a gift to Eddie right now and it's, it's, it's a box with the keys to a Ferrari on the inside of it and the, the Ferrari's out the front, but he never opens the box. He, he just sees it as a box that Christian gave him and he never comprehends that there's something inside this that could be of value. The Ferrari's useless. The, the, the Word of God must have context in our lives. It must have grounding and context for it to be effective. Amen? That's the first thing. So I want to encourage you, if, you're, if you've got questions about God, if you've got questions about Christianity, you love coming here because you love the worship and you love the people, but there's still questions in your mind, come and see one of the team and come and do one of our courses, whether it be the Christian Essentials course that just lays a foundation of life in Christ, moving on from the decision you made to being strengthened as a believer, uh, or come at DNA, why do we believe what we believe? Why do we do what we do? Why do we believe in the Holy Spirit and the speaking of tongues and the laying on of hands? Come and do one of our courses and upskill yourself, grow and mature in wisdom and knowledge that comes from God. Amen? So the second thing is from decision, we need to focus on and intentionalize connection. So the first thing any of us do is we make a decision, but then we've got to intentionalize connection in our world. And the three places I'd say that connection is connection with God, connections with his people, and connections with his house. It says in John 15, it says, starting in verse 1, I am the true vine, Jesus, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it will bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, is cast out as a branch and is withered. They gather them up, throw them into the fire, and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. By, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. I love this piece of scripture. Abide in me. Be connected to me. Stay connected to me. Yes, you made a decision and we connected up and life and power flowed towards you and life started to work and vision came and things that were, that were confusing became clear, but stay connected. 
The enemy has a plan for your life as much as God has a plan for your life. The enemy wants to take you off course. He wants to bring wrong relationships into your life. He wants to get you addicted to certain substances, emotions, different things. He wants to take you off course. But the, and the Bible says that the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come in connection that you may have life and life more abundantly. And some people, in, in, as we enter into Christ and we start doing things, there's a scripture that says what you start in the spirit will you try and complete in the flesh. And, and a tree's struggle is not to produce fruit. But I see so many Christians struggling to bear fruit, but they've lost connection to the life source. You know, a tree's struggle is to find water, not to produce fruit. A natural by, um, byproduct of somebody connected, a tree connected to the water source, to the source of life, is that they're, they're, they, they flourish, that they bear fruit, that they naturally do what they were created to do. If you stay connected to Jesus, if you have a love affair with Jesus, where you're looking him in the eyes, where you're waiting upon him daily to speak to you, to download to you of his spirit, you will bear much fruit. Your life will be successful. You'll be blessed in all that you do. You'll be led. You'll be guided, not because of anything you do, but because you're connected to Jesus Christ. Amen? We grow and develop by staying connected to the vine fellowshipping with others, and by staying connected to the cause. What is the cause? What's the cause of the kingdom? What's the cause that you've been called to? Jesus, at his parting words, said, all authority in heaven and earth has been go to, given to me. I'm, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be with you. He's going to infuse you. He's going to empower you. Go and make disciples. Can I tell you the cause of Christ for your life is that you would go and make disciples, that you would go and shine bright. You would love the unlovely, that you would be generous on every occasion, that somebody would come into connection with you and vicariously with connecting through you, they would connect to God because they will see God through you. You will be salt and light in a, in a hurting, dark world that they, you find yourself in. Amen? It says in Psalm 92, starting in verse 12, it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in all old age. They still will still be fresh and flourishing. I love this. It's not they'll be fresh and flourishing, they'll be blessed, they'll be prosperous because of what they do. It's because of where they position themselves. Those who are planted in the house of God, those that have let their roots go down deep, those that find themselves in the house, they will flourish in life. They will be, because we want to do. Uh, our humanistic works mindset is that I want to do, I want to prove. I had a, a fantastic week at work this week. I got, I got walls built, I got a nine meter beam hung, I got a you know, uh, 140 by 140 pole put in, I, I, I replaced the whole veranda. You can see what I've done and I'm proud of it. And God goes, that's good, but it doesn't work in the kingdom. You don't have to work for, you don't have to strive for, you just have to find yourself in my presence. You just have to find yourself. Can I encourage you, preference the house of God. Preference getting to church. Preference having a, a point of connection each and every week, each and every day where you come into contact with a good and loving God who is for you and not against you, who spoke into being uh, all that you see and created it so you could live in dominion and enjoy it. Make sure you keep coming back into connection with him. Thessalonians says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for that is, that is the will of God for you in Christ, Christ Jesus. I love that. Rejoice always, enjoy life, have joy, smile, Take, make fun of yourself. I'm good at it. There's a lot of things to make fun of, so I just, I just do it. Let's just go there. Enjoy life. What does pray without ceasing mean? Have your ears open to hear from God. 
You can't physically pray 24-7, but you can attune your ear to hear. You know, I, I think of that story where, where Samuel keeps running to Eli in the middle of the night. Why did you call me? He said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He runs back in. Why did you call me? I didn't call you. Third time, why did you call me? He said, the Lord is trying to speak to you. Go back and listen to what he has to say. Can I encourage you this morning, if you hear that small, still voice, if, if you hear the voice of God, listen, attune your ear, let him guide you, let him speak to you, let him prophesy into your future, amen? When we disconnect, we slowly die. And most of us think, I can do it on my own. I can, I can do it by myself. I don't need. Can I tell you, we're better together. The church is stronger together. The Bible says that one can set a 1,000 to flight, but two can set 10,000. There's a multiplication of our efforts. There's, a, there's an ability to overcome that we don't have in and of ourselves. I think a draft horse can drag 1,500 pounds of pressure by itself. Couple it with one more horse and it can carry 4,500 pounds. It's not a doubling of efforts, it's a multiplication. When we do life together, we overcome obstacles that would take us out on our own. Can I encourage you, stay connected. Don't disconnect, don't pull back, especially to the vine, also to others, and definitely not from the, from the cause and the vision of Christ. You know, later on, read through Ezekiel 37. It's, it's a, a terrible picture of death, destruction, and dislocation. Bones that are just scattered and littered all over a, a valley floor. They were, and it says that they were disconnected. They were dislocated. They were dismembered. They weren't together. They weren't connected. They weren't strengthening each other. If all of you start running at me right now, you'll trample me over. But if I get Eddie on one side and I get... Jordan on the other side, and I get a few more of you, we can hold some more of you back. The more of you that join me in connection, the more we can hold back. The tide of, of emotion, the tide of tiredness, the tide of whatever it is that comes against us in life. When I'm walking together with my brothers and sisters, arms in arm, life can't take me out. Nothing can overcome me because together we're better. Together we're stronger. Amen? Is this helping anybody? I'm not lifting you anymore, mate. Third thing, we'll finish with this the band wants to come up Loz first thing's a decision the second thing's connection the third thing I would say in our and our development and our growth this is really basic this is not in depth or anything there's a whole lot more to growth in God moving forward in God the third thing I would say is application we got to do something with what we learn we got to do something with what is availed of us it says in 2 Peter verse 1 oh sorry chapter 1 verse 3 says he has his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires i love this for this very reason Make every effort to add to your faith, initial decision, goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. Keep moving forward. Keep learning more. Keep pressing in. Keep desiring more of God. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. These things, if you just have these qualities in your life, present in your world, they will stop you from being ineffective and unproductive. I don't know anybody that wants to fail in life. Everybody I know wants to be successful. They want to succeed. 
They want, to, they want to abound in life. They want to have a good life. The Bible says, look to me. Live like me. The man in the mirror, reflect me. And if you reflect me to your situation, in the context you find yourself, you don't have to do anything, just reflect me. If you reflect me, you will live a life that is effective and produces much. If you stay connected to me, the life source, the power source, the energy for your world, you will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can't produce anything. Just, just flick that pressure relief switch today. You don't have to do anything. You have to do a lot, but you don't have to do anything to prove yourself. You can just be who you are, living inside the constraints, the parameters that God has for your life, and life will work. You can succeed, you can be blessed, you can abound in everything. It goes on to say, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. If you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Growth in God always comes through applying the word of God and the promises of God to our lives. I gotta do something with what God gives me. I think through the Gospels, I think through the Scripture, I think through every time Peter and, Peter and John come to the temple at a time of prayer and I said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have to give to you, stand up. And a man had to stand up into the gift that was given. Though he didn't understand it, though it was hard to perceive, stand up. I think of Jesus walking on the water and Peter and the disciples are on the boat freaking out. Peter says, if that's you, call me out onto the water. He says, come on. And he stepped out. But the miracle wasn't in the come out. The miracle was in the step, in the stretch. I think about the man with a withered hand. Jesus said, stretch it out. He could have said, well, no. And he wouldn't have got the miracle. But it's in the stretch. It was in the doing. It was in the responding to the word of God that he got the miracle. That he, I believe there are miracles here for people today. I believe that you need to apply some of what you've been taught, some of what's been given to you, and step out into it, and you will see God go before you. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? I want to encourage you in the words of the prophet Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Step out in life. Get excited about the life that you have. Do something with the gift that God has given. Just do it. What is it that you're not doing right now that you know God has called you to? What is that thing that you, you, you know you, you, the joy can't overflow in your life because there's a, there's a, there's a, a lid that's on top that, because you haven't responded to something God's called of you. And you know that if you respond to it that you could live an unlimited. What is that thing that's holding you back? What is that thing that's binding you up? What is that? Because God wants to break it from your life this morning. He wants us to develop and grow in Him, to move forward in Him so that we can live beyond our circumstance, beyond what we see in the natural, so He can take us to a higher plane of living where He carries us. I love what it says, Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait upon the Lord, they renew their strength. They rise up. They move, they grow, they develop, they mature. They rise up on wings as eagles. They run and not grow weary. They walk and they will not faint. I feel like that's a word for someone here today. Just wait on God. Let it go. You're striving. You're struggling. You're, there's pressure everywhere. You're feeling constrained and restricted. And God said, just let it go. 
You've done all you can do. You've, you've fought valiantly. Now I want to fight on your behalf. It says here in Joshua 1 verse 8, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Don't turn to it from the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Your struggle is not to perform in life. Your struggle is to stay connected, to walk out the decision that you made and to apply the principles of the Word of God to your life. That's the only thing that you need to struggle in. Am I walking in God's ways today? Am I, am I responding to God's voice? Am I living according to how? That's, that, that should be the only struggle you have. Because it says in Matthew 11, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Those that are burdened down by the cares of life. Those that have got cares and anxieties weighing down on their soul. Come to me. Do you know Jesus doesn't sit off in the distance laughing at us? <laughs> you're going through that? Oof. I don't know what you're going to do there. Don't know how you're going to get through that. Hope you make it. He says, come to me. Let me share this burden with you. Let me carry you through your struggles. Let me love on you. This isn't a test. Your life is a blessing. You're not going to pass the test into eternity because of how you face your challenges and your struggles and what you get through. And This is a blessing to be enjoyed. Why don't we just lift our hands, close our eyes. In God, we never stop growing and we should never stop going. Just keep moving forward. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. It might be in blind faith. God, help me. The Bible says that with the faith of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, be uprooted and cast into the sea, and it will be. I, I honestly believe right now is going to be a moment of breakthrough. There are people here, and there's things that you need to let go of. There's things that you need to just to surrender to God. There's things that you need to just admit, you know what? i got this going on. I'm facing some raging waters. The waves are swirling all around me. I've got nothing, and I don't know what to do. But God, I'm going to give it to you today, and I'm going to wait on you knowing that you are faithful to carry me through the storms of life and that you will bring me into that day of deliverance. If that's you, I just want you to come and stand out the front this morning. We're going to sing and I'm going to pray for you. Melissa's going to pray for you as well. I'm telling you, God is good. This is called the good news of the gospel. If, we, if you can hear anything today, hear this. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you to the very end. I want to carry you through the storms of life. Lord, I thank you. You're calling each of us forward on this adventure of life. And you want us to grow in you. You want us not just to scream out in times of trouble, but you want us to scream out in triumph. You want us to scream out as we grow and, and, and comprehend your goodness in our world. Father, I pray right now a blessing of heaven over every single person's life here this morning. Thank you, Lord. Just come forward, man. I'm telling you, God has a, God has a touch for you. It's gonna, I literally see it like shackles breaking off your life. I even feel like it's, it's, it's like this band that's been around your mind. Holy, you, know, you hear the Word of God. You know it's right. You, things wash over you, but there's this thing that holds you back and holds you bound. I believe God is going to set you free for it today. So thank you. Lord. Just lift your hands. Father, the power of heaven right now. Touch your God. Just let Him touch you this morning. Turn your head off. God doesn't speak to the head. He speaks to the heart. Spirit to spirit. 
power of God. Be free today in Jesus' name. Free. There it is. I'm telling you. Turn this off. There's the peace of God. I'm telling you, you're going to go home, you're going to sleep soundly tonight, and you're going to wake refreshed. And I rebuke the enemy that would come at you at night trying to disturb your sleep and, and bring fear and anxiety into your world. And right now, I release the Holy Ghost. Victory and freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. Guys, can't pray for you. You know what? We're, we're going to pray, but just while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, first thing I was talking about is the way we enter into Christ and the way we enter into eternal life is that we make a decision to ask Jesus into our lives. If you're here today, every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're here, I'm not, I don't want to embarrass you, I want to invite you onto the greatest journey and adventure of life, walking with Jesus Christ. It won't be easy, it won't be without trouble, but He will be with you. If that's you, you've never asked Jesus into your life or you've made that decision and walked from Him, you want to just say, you know what, I just want to, I just want to start afresh today. Why don't you just lift your hand and say, yeah, Christian, that's me. Pray with me. I want to ask Jesus into my life. I want to start again. I want to start afresh. I need Jesus in my world. Fantastic. We're going to finish in a minute. Let me just pray for this couple. Is there something specifically we can pray for or touch of God in the middle of your circumstance? Wisdom. Great. Church, can we reach out together and just believe for wisdom for this great couple? Lord, right now, the power of heaven upon their lives. Father, I don't believe it's by accident that they find themselves here today. I believe that you had a word for them, Lord, that has been delivered today that is going to change everything. And I, I want to tell you, the wisdom is already on the inside of you. You just need to step out in boldness. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions. Make that decision. Walk confidently towards it. Don't second guess. Don't look back. Make that decision and move forward, and God will bless every step that you take. Jesus mighty and wonderful name. Lord, right now, the power of heaven, the peace of God. Thank you, Lord. There it is. Come on. There it is. Thank you, Lord. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. There it is. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on, let's put our hands together this morning. Let's sing. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.